Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. coast to coast. Troubled X giving the uh, Chiefs the business, Carver High. Your boy Tyreek Hill saying things uh, weren't as peachy as everyone thought in Kansas City when he was playing with your boy Mahomes. Apparently things weren't so rosy after all. I mean, what is that all about? Honestly, all that winning, all those touchdown catches, it wasn't enough. Like, I mean, I one Super Bowl, they went to another Super Bowl that they lost. Like, they... Guy, you know, had a billion yards, a billion touchdowns. He'll miss it. Wasn't a, well, he's going to miss it because as much money as they handed him down in Miami, for him to actually have the stones last week to sit there and say that Tua's arm is uh, more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, he's going to learn <laughs> fast. He's going to learn real fast. I hope he likes all that money he got down there because all the glitz and the glamour and the glory of actually winning playoff football games, that's over. For Tyree Kill. I hope he enjoys that big bag. Uh, let's start now, Scotty, with the NBA. They don't win. The NBA Finals uh, tonight, Game 6 in Boston. You were just talking to Gresh about it. Warriors know this is going to be the hardest game for them to get. It always is the fourth one. We will start with Clay Thompson. He, of course, has a history of lighting it up in Game 6s in the playoffs and the NBA Finals. Will we see... Game six, Clay, tonight in Boston. Here he is. I realize I'm on a, a really good streak right now of game sixes, and I don't know how long that will last. Hopefully, obviously tomorrow, but it's, uh, it's obviously a nickname I earned. I want to live up to it, but at the same time, I, I don't want to go in there and play hero ball. I'm just going to go in there and be myself and do what I've been doing the last few games, and I know that will uh, allow us to be successful. You know, I think he's found his uh, his J again, but not in the uh, game six fashion that we've seen in the past. I think he's had uh, head games, and he's had his fair share of off nights, which we're not accustomed to, right? So I think he's been above average, but not much more than that. I'm not going to really buy that he's going to go in there tonight and drop 30 against the Celtics at the Garden. I, I don't see that. The guy, obviously, that I'd be worried about is Curry. Jason Tatum and the Celtics heading home. Expects the raucous crowd 
at the TD Bank Garden to give them a lift, Scotty. Here's Tatum. Great being back home. You know, it's the last home season, home game of the season. So, you know, looking forward to being in front of the crowd, you know, knowing that they're going to be behind us um, and giving us that extra boost of energy um, as they have my whole career. Um, so I'm extremely excited, excited to see them tomorrow. Um, you know, it's going to be extremely loud in here. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great atmosphere. So, you know, looking forward to that. I mean, here's the deal. If they blow this game tonight, uh, they're going to get roasted tomorrow like nobody's business in that town. I mean, they are not nice uh, in New York, Boston, and Philly uh, when you fail. Uh, they just give you the business. So, and they'll blame Tatum and Brown. Believe me, you, because yeah. they're the two-headed monster of this team. They have to come through tonight. I mean, these two guys absolutely have to go off. Like I said to Andy Gresh, we welcome all of our radio affiliates to Coast to Coast, Sirius XM, Sports Map, Sports Byline. Good to have you with us. Let's hear from Jalen Brown next, Scotty. He also has to step up like Tatum. He says Celtics not afraid of the Warriors tonight in a game six at home. Here's Brown. Um, like I said, like everything has been a learning experience. Um, we wear everything we wear everything that we learn this year is like a, a badge of honor that we kind of wear. We don't let it hang over our heads. We bounce back. We've been able to respond well all year. Um, so um, we're looking forward to the challenge. We got to embrace it. And, you know, and, you know, ain't no other way around it. Um, last game on our home floor for to kind of embody our whole season. You know, we're looking to, to give it everything we got. Um, we don't. We are not scared. We do not fear um, the Golden State Warriors. We want to come out and just play the best version of basketball um, that we can. We know it's a good team over there. We know they've done it before. Um, but we have all the belief in ourselves. So we're going to come out and, and leave it all out there. That's the, that's the whole intent. I mean, I'll give you this. I mean, school's out for the summer, so uh, the time for learning is over. They need to go out tonight and beat their ass. There's no other way around it. There is, uh, you know, we know they've won championship. You guys haven't won anything, and none of you have won anything. And this other team's got uh, multiple rings and multiple MVPs and multiple scoring champs and everything else. They got it all. You have nothing. But he's like, we've learned a lot. Learn what? You need to learn this. If you lose tonight, you are going to be remembered for nothing. You have to win this game. You have to go out and beat their ass and die for loose balls and score. No mercy. Sweep the leg. Dive into the stands. Hard fouls. No easy buckets. No layups, no dunks. Someone's going to get a fist in the face if they go in and try to throw it down. And they got to play better defense and frustrate Curry and Thompson and Wiggins. They got to take this game away from them. We'll have more for you on this game later, Scotty, after you talk to Rick. Canadian Adam Hadwin, now the leader at four under. And at for the U.S. Open. Yes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, nobody knows the uh, city of Boston like Rick Harrow, our sports business and legal insider, of course, spent his younger days at Harvard uh, learning the tricks of big money and business in America and capitalism. Uh, he's just far and away the coolest guy to ever step foot into the city of Boston, his favorite city, as he's home again. Uh, unlike in the summer when he teaches at Harvard, this time he's just flat out partying. He went to Fenway today to watch Rich Hill lose. Pharrell bet on the A's today, I might add. And betting on them is a dangerous way to make a living. Also, uh, Mr. Haro will go to game six tonight at the Garden uh, between the Celtics and the Warriors. And then tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday, three days in a row, he will spend his time with the rich and famous out at Brookline at the Country Club, uh, which origins date to the 1800s, the late 1800s. The last time they played at the uh, country club was in, in the 80s when Curtis Strange, I believe, got it done uh, and won the U.S. Open there. They're back again. How was uh, being back in Boston and going to Fenway today and seeing the Red Sox lose to a horrible team? And then I know you're excited about having a big dinner and going over to the Garden tonight. Yeah, and, you know, came back to the hotel, make sure the Internet was perfect for you because that's really important. But, look, at the end of the day, this is a half-billion-dollar economic uh, impact bonanza uh, for the city of Boston, and the congestion uh, proves it. You know, Boston is a very difficult city to drive in, but when you have one thirty start for the Red Sox and then 9 o'clock start tonight uh, for the uh, Game 6, and then all of the uh, Brookline, uh, no parking, so you got to take the green line in or the orange line, and then you got to get shuttled. And so uh, this is a big week for people in Boston. And I'm also collecting interviews for my On the Record show. We've got Mike Juan, who heads the USGA, uh, lined up. Uh, we have Joe Steranko, who has the, P- the PGA of America. Got a whole bunch of people for our shows for the next few weeks and excited about Brookline as well. Have you played at the country club? I have not. I have not had access to it. But we are going to play a couple of courses uh, uh, early tomorrow morning. Uh, early Sunday morning because it's just like the British Open. You want to play early so you can get out there for the final rounds. I understand that golf will happen over the next uh, two days, tonight and tomorrow. 
until about 8, 8.30. And then, of course, the normal primetime finish probably about 7 or 7.15 on Sunday night for around 4. What is the weather forecast for the U.S. Open over Friday through Father's Day? Uh, intermittent showers tonight. That's not relevant. We don't play at night. Uh, some gusty thunderstorms expected tomorrow, uh, midday, about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And that should be it for Saturday and Sunday. It ought to be fairly benign. Uh, and what is Phil now? Is Phil like 30 over par? What is he now? Five There's over. Okay. Well, it's not 30 over. So at the end of the day, there's going to be, I'm, I'm excited about the tension between the live guys and the non-live guys. I think they're all interested in putting it past everybody, but reporters obviously are not going to let anybody off the hook. That's the first thing everybody asks. And Brookline is, is fun. Remember they had the Ryder cup there, Justin Leonard's humongous putt and uh, Boston's a golf mecca that nobody really knows. And this is the time for them to show it off. So I know you wrote a lot this week about uh, the golfers uh, in the live tour losing sponsors left and right. But right. at the end of the day, does it matter when you get the kind of numbers that we're hearing about that, you know, Phil DeChambeau, uh, DJ Reed, these guys got uh, the money they've never seen before in their entire life, even on the PGA tour to just show up and play and join the league. What do I care about Rocket Mortgage? Yeah, I guess that's the analysis that all of those guys went through. And I'm sure their agents were talking about brand awareness and their place in history. Well, great. But if you get $120 million or so just for the right to go to the tournaments, and then if there's no cut in the last place, like this one uh, over the last weekend, was $120 grand, that's not... Phil Mickelson money. Phil has a couple extra zeros attached to it. But the biggest issue is not just the upfront dollars, as we know, but the biggest issue is that tour completely eliminates the risk. If you're in that group, there's no cut, and all you have to do is finish, and you're making six figures at least. So the sponsorship is not that important. And who knows? Maybe they pick up other kinds of sponsors down the road. They certainly lost them immediately here. Well, you know, I'm fascinated with... Uh the legal end of things, and you as a, a pristine lawyer, uh, I tried to get Bob Herrick, and I love Bob. He's incredible, but Bob's a writer. Uh, what right. is the antitrust law like on a you know case like this where you know this is going to end up going to courts because uh, the PGA is banning players from playing on their tour now that have joined the Live Tour, and I find that illegal, and I find it antitrust laws, and I find uh, the, the word monopoly here. Like, who does the PGA think that they are? I understand everyone's uh, anger toward uh, the Live Tour and the Saudis. And I, 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 again, have, you know, what country doesn't do business with the Saudis? I know we do. I know, I know America does a ton of business with them. And they've been involved in F1, tennis, golf, everything now. Uh, and more than that, they're all over the world. They're unavoidable. And I want to know from a legal standpoint, uh, when this thing ends up in courts, which it will, uh, I don't, I, I just want to understand it better. Who's going to win that case? Both sides are lawyered up. When you look at the law firms that are involved in both sides of it, seriously, and I have, it is going to be a titanic fight. 
assuming both sides want to go there. And the real issue is, uh, is it deliberate anti-competition or not? It's not that easy. But ask yourself that when you make the case, as you do, about the Live Tour uh, having anybody who they want, but the PGA Tour says no, but there are contracts involved. They made commitments when they first originally joined the tour. But then there, right. the major, you know, the major said day one that they're going to allow the players at least through this year. It was an easy decision for this year because, you know, the players have otherwise qualified through the point system. What about a couple of years from now if they're not eligible for the majors because the PGA Tour point system, uh, they don't have access to those points and they're not going to give and count live tour points. That's when it gets difficult as far as the majors are concerned. And then with the regular tour, there's a whole bunch of lawyering to be done. Uh, and they may allow the players, for example, if I'm the tour, I say, yeah, if you want to, you want to play qualify on Mondays, um, and you're a Monday qualifier. Well, all of these guys, DeChambeau and, and Reed and all would rather take it to court than qualify on Mondays especially if those events, the live tour schedule gives you the automatic qualifying without a cut. That'll be interesting. You know, I got to tell you, what I've been reading about this is that most of these antitrust lawsuits, they can last in court for upwards of a decade. Uh, can you imagine at a thousand an hour, these lawyers, that how long that's going to get dragged out? It's going to be ridiculous. Real quick, let me throw a couple at you. I got about uh, 90 seconds here. Uh, the Nike deal uh, that they have with Apple. They're going to start making docuseries, uh, sports movies. Yeah, Nike has its own now spinoff uh, documentary storytelling company. And we all understand NBC and otherwise uh, made a lot of money. Olympics is on the back of telling stories. But now uh, Apple and Nike together are going to pick some of their favorite athletes and talk about what makes them great independent of their individual sport. That's going to be a big deal. Will Charlie Baker, the uh, governor of Massachusetts, sign a sports betting bill into law here in the last second? Yeah, if it'll be presented to them. You got the Senate and the House disagreements over can you bet with credit cards? Will you allow 18-year-olds through 21-year-olds minors to bet? Those are big issues, but Charlie Baker will sign when it comes to his desk. If you want to know more, come back after this, right? Close it out. All right, Rick, enjoy game six tonight at the Garden. Have fun at the U.S. Open. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast per usual. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Uh, very exciting last night, uh, Carver High, as I went to watch a uh, young Chop graduate uh, from her middle school and uh, get ready for high school. And uh, not only uh, did McKenna graduate, but she was also named the Athlete of the Year at the school wow. for her amazing basketball talents and her 25 and 10 per son. And with all of her uh, problems, as you know, with her uh, injuries, uh, playing 75 games, uh, to win that Athlete of the Year award just blew my mind. She's a great little baller, uh, real special. It was cool to see her go up and win that award in front of the whole uh, hizzy. Place was packed. Uh, really cool. I'm very proud of her, very happy for the kid. I think it's awesome. I'm a, a girl dad and a, a boy dad. and. To see her excelling and him excelling at basketball is really cool. Proud of both of them. Very happy for her. It was really cool to see her uh, win that award, and I'm uh, super stoked for her. Way to go, Chop. That is tremendous. Uh, congrats to young Chop uh, getting ready to move up to the next level after the graduation last night. Yes, light it up. Uh, the Celtics will look to light it up tonight against the Warriors and force a Game 7 Sunday night out in San Francisco at the Chase Center. Uh, let's hear from Marcus Smart next, Scotty. There's a lot of Celtic legends hanging from the rafters and that have won past championships for the Celtics. He wants this group to be remembered among them. They got a lot of work to do. Here's Marcus. Definitely. It's, just, it's definitely something that motivates us, um, not just myself, this team, to be able to, to, to do something special and, and, and have our names, you know, with those guys to do it. And um, it's an honor to even be talked about to have that opportunity. So we definitely, this is something we definitely think about. I mean, I think he's a gangster player. Um, I, I'd love him on my team any day of the week. I don't think they can win both those games. But, and I don't think he's going to be remembered as one of the greats. Uh, but he's definitely a tough player. I'll give him that. I think they're going to have a hard time making that uh, cookie uh, bake in the oven, uh, beating them twice. Uh, I think they can do it tonight. That's not going to be easy either. And then uh, on Father's Day, uh, I got to tell you, I just don't think that's going to go well for them. But I will say this. I think in that Sunday game, let's say hypothetically they go to Father's Day, I think it'll actually, believe it or not, I think Boston will give them problems uh, for a half. And I think they'll be leading that game. I think they'll give... Uh, the Warriors' problems. And then in the end, in the fourth quarter, uh, the Warriors are going to pour it on, and they're going to beat them. And that'll be what happens. It'll be one of those fantastic, just the way Adam Silver wants it, uh, network television, Father's Day. And, you know, tonight he's not going to be there, so if the Warriors win, his, his second-in-command is going to hand that trophy over. That's not happening either. And we're going to do that on Sunday night. And between now and Sunday, Adam's going to be able to blow his nose clear and go out there with the Honta – uh, pass the uh, antigen test and then hand over that uh, O'Brien trophy to and the MVP over to the Warriors. Yes, Adam Silver will not be in the building in Boston tonight. He is under the health and safety pr protocols of the league. Uh, so no Adam Silver in Beantown if the Warriors do win. Let's hear from Steph Curry now, Scotty. It has been a long road 
since the last Warrior Championship. But Steph cherishing the opportunity to once again stand on the podium with Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, all the guys he's done it with these past six years. Here's Steph. After whatever it has been, 10, 11 years, there's a lot of stories and a lot of you know, comedy on a, on a daily that we could, uh, could talk about. But all the personalities are so different. Everybody comes from different backgrounds, but we've all gelled around a collective unit, <clears throat> unit of what, how we do things. And whether it's in the locker room, on the plane, the hotels, like whatever it is, we, we know how to have fun and uh and gel and keep things light but also understand what we're trying to do and what why it all matters in terms of winning games so clay has a great way of explaining that though it's uh i just love his perspective on a lot of things i mean uh, this is a great core i mean uh, these guys are going to be uh you know etched in stone they're going to go uh into the books uh, as one of the greatest teams and dynasties ever I mean, 15, 17, 18, 22, uh, and then what they lose in 21, uh, they lost in there somewhere, 21, they lost, so and they lost in, in 16. So they've been in so many, uh, they've already got a, a dynasty chip. That's a done deal. No one's going to forget them. Believe me, you, uh, at the end of the day, uh, these guys like Smart talking about being one of the greats of all time, that's not happening. Well, look, we, but here's one thing we do know. Four and two looks a lot better than three and three. Uh, so they the finishing this one and going four yeah. and two in the finals, as opposed to losing this and being three and three, big difference uh, for Steph and Clay and Draymond and all these guys uh, that have been with the Warriors since this thing has started. Andrew Wiggins has not been with the Warriors since this thing has started. He's looking for his first one tonight if the Warriors can win it. He's coming off a tremendous game five out in the Bay Area, and he is ready for the moment tonight. I feel like every day being here, just been been trying to soak it up and embracing it. Um, man, it's, it's the biggest stage, you know. Nothing is nothing is bigger than this. Um, so I've been excited the whole time I've been here. You know, I've been happy. Um, I've been embracing it. Um, I'm not taking it for granted. You know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people don't get a chance to you know, to experience this. Um, so, you know, I'm grateful. Well, let's see if we can do it again. 26 and 13, it's uh, hard to do uh, at the Garden in Boston tonight. I could see him having a, another big game in the chase on Sunday, but um, he's going to go off tonight against that defense. I mean, they are going to throw the kitchen sink at them tonight. If they don't, I will be blown away if they don't show up and throw down with the Warriors tonight. They're not letting anybody have some gigantic game tonight. Well, let's get to tonight, Scotty. Here it is. Uh, little change from our board, actually, earlier today. Uh, it is now minus three and a half it is back down to. Minus three and a half for the Celtics. Total up to 211 and a half. Plus 140 or your money line, minus 168. The Celtic money line. You have said it already. You think Boston forces a game seven on Sunday night. That's right. I'm going to just go for it. I mean, I got to go for it. Look, every game, I've been on this thing every night. So, so I only lost one spread. So I went for it with the Warriors, uh, Celtics uh, in game five, spread four. 
Uh, that's the only one I got wrong. So I'm going back to the Celtics, and I'm laying the three and a half, and I was laying four this morning, so three and a half, let's go. And I think defense is the uh, sign of the times tonight. You win with defense, so uh, they're not going to let them uh, go over that number. And if they do, I'll, I'll be blown away. If they go over the number, they're going to lose. If they if they want to win and force a game seven tonight, they got to keep that puppy under 210. I have a feeling that the Celtics are going to win tonight. I won't be rooting for it. I have the Warriors uh, pre-series ticket minus a game and a half, so I needed them to win in six or less. Uh, so I will be rooting for that tonight, Scotty. But uh, I've got some same feelings as you. I, I think that Boston's going to give a very big effort tonight uh, at home. Uh, but I will be rooting for my ticket. Uh, finally, in the NBA, you guys talked about this trade last night. Christian Wood goes to the Rockets for the 26th pick and a whole lot of uh, a lot of garbage, Scotty. Uh, Boban, Trey Burke, Sterling Brown, like Look, a whole a lot of scrap pieces and the 26th pick. I think that Christian Wood can flat out score. So uh, I like his game way better than the guys Bullock and the guys Powell sucks. Uh, I, I think he's a, a pathetic big. And I, I actually like Zinger on that team better than uh, Powell. And I'm not buying Powell at all. They're still missing a big that can play down in the low block in the paint and do things. They rely too much, in my opinion, on Luka and now Christian Wood to score all the points. I like Hardaway's game, but not every single night. In my view, they're still missing a big. Powell's a, a terrible version of a big. He's He should be playing in my league. There you go. That is your NBA. We will come back uh, and do the hockey, Scotty. I'm not going to start it with such a little time yet. I will tell you, uh, Fitzpatrick chipped in off the side of the green on 11. What? He's back to three under now through 13. So Fitzpatrick, uh, Joel Damon, Rory, Lingmurth, Taron, uh, this guy MJ Doffy from South Africa that nobody's ever heard of in our, in our lives. Uh, they are all three Duffy, under, but Duffy. they are chasing Adam Hadwin, the Canadian who is four under through 11, leads the U.S. Open. Another guy that I play uh, regularly for first round leader, but didn't do it this week because I thought he would have no chance in Brookline. Adam Hadwin, <laughs> Adam Hadwin. the angry inch against Daffy yes, Duck. Adam Hadwin. What is yes, happening Daffy here? Duck. Look, these guys aren't going to be around on Sunday. I truly believe uh, that the big guys, you're going to get some big guys at the top of this thing uh, by the time we get there. Maybe one or two of these guys hangs around, but all these guys aren't going to be hanging around late Saturday and all day on Sunday for it to Maybe win. Maybe Haro can slip into the field tomorrow unnoticed. Hey, by the way, the how did he not go? No triple header for Haro today. I am disappointed I told in you. him. I thought he was going to get the morning run down I there. told you. Jeez. I bet on the under that he wouldn't go to all three. Cash that ticket, baby. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, Carver High. I know you're ready to talk about the Stanley Cup final. Uh, it is absolutely time. Game one last night in Denver, Scotty. What a game. Avalanche win it in overtime, 4-3. to three. They had a 3-1 lead, 2-0 lead early in the first. They had a 3-1 lead in the second. The Lightning came back and tied it both times. Then in overtime, fairly quickly into overtime, Andre Burakovsky, the overtime winner, on the Altitude Avalanche Radio Network. His pass is blocked. Another bouncing puck. Gobbled up by JT Comper. Down the middle, Comper holds, shoots, it's blocked. Nachushkin with it, Burakovsky, he scores! Andre with a giant goal! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! Colorado wins game one in overtime! Here's another guy uh, that's won the cup before. Uh, you know, uh, I think with the Capitals, unless I'm crazy, all right? And uh, yep. he had big goals back with the Capitals in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, when he was on that run with them when they eventually uh, beat the Knights in the final, right? So here he is playing with Rado now. And they had talked about how, uh, you know, he wasn't even playing a lot. He was getting, like, no shifts, whatsoever when Kadri was playing. But now with Kadri out after the thumb surgery, they put Burakovsky back out there. And really, uh, you know, that's easy work last night, Mike. I mean, he was wide open. It was just a great pass. And he had a, uh, a beautiful spot on the ice, very close in for a 100-mile-an-hour slap shot in overtime with nobody around him. You talk about space and an opportunity, and he nailed it. He's a pro. He's won the cup. He's had his name on the cup. And now he's the star of game one of the Stanley Cup final with an overtime winner. He'll never forget it. Yeah, a bad turnover by the Lightning in their own end uh, is really what started uh, leading into that goal. And then by the time the puck got whipped back to that other side of the ice, even Vasilevsky, uh, he just couldn't get across fast enough with how quickly the direction changed. Let's hear from Jared Bednar. Uh, Colorado head coach Scotty yes a long layoff but the team looked good and they got the W here he is I'm thrilled with the way our guys worked over this last week again and handled the the eight-day break same thing they did after the Nashville series and and got ready to play they were energized right out of the gate Um, 
it shouldn't be a problem for us, right? Like the, the concern would be coming into this, how are we going to handle the first and second period? I thought our guys were really good in the first. We had that down in the second, but you got to give Tampa credit. I mean, you knew they weren't going to go away, and they they found a way to break us down and, and, and control the bulk of the at least the first half, if not more, of the second period and, and got back in the game. Um, but I like their push at the end of the second, and I like their third. I don't see why there's any reason why we'd have a letdown going into game two, um, knowing the importance of the game. Look, uh, here's a couple things. One, I, I did not think that, uh, frankly, that Darcy Kemper was good. I mean, he only faced, whatever, no. 20 shots, and he gave up three goals. It, it was three to one after one. You get the uh, Paul goal, and they're down 2-1, but then they got the Leggett and power play goal, so it was it was 3-1. The Lightning dominated the second period, Mike. There was no other, like, a, a bulk of it or half of it. They dominated the second period. They scored, you know, 13 minutes in. Then they scored again another minute later. It was basically Pilat and Sergachev, two guys that have come up big for them in every series, and particularly the Rangers series. You tie it up. I thought that the third period was just fabulous hockey. And I thought Vasilevsky, after giving up the three first period goals, was his normal, brilliant self. I don't blame him for that turnover or that shot in that space that close to him uh, in overtime. This guy is in closeout games and in Stanley Cup finals and in shutouts and in wins and playoff history. I mean, he's right up there. He's starting to catch up to, frankly, uh, you know, Wah, Brodeur. You know, I know there's Plant, I know there's Dryden, I know there's others, but this guy is becoming one of the greatest goalies of all time. I thought he got his game back in the second and third period, and he got uh, burned in overtime. But that's not his fault. No, I, I don't think there's any goalie in the history of the game that was stopping that overtime shot because uh, they would have been positioned the same exact way that he was on the right side of the net. Uh, that is what it is. You're right. He was sloppy in the first period. I thought the first goal was bad for him. Kind of trickled through his legs, and Landis right. Cog put in the rebound. Got off to a slow start. He was himself in the second and third. And I think you got a good taste, Scotty, for what this series is going to be about. The Avalanche are going to play high octane. Tampa's going to try to slow them down at times. But they have enough scoring, too, and enough toughness that they'll be able to kind of come back even when they're down two goals in a game like that. So I think what you got is the first game of what's going to be a tremendous uh, series. Let's hear from John Cooper next. These two teams don't see each other very often. He says, of course, you learned a little bit about the Avalanche seeing them live last night for the first time. thing is, nothing surprises me because they're, I knew they were extremely talented and, and they play the game really well, and that did not change. But now to get to watch it up close and, and the players get a feel for it now. The players get a feel for guys they're playing against and some tendencies and how they skate and where they skate and areas they go to. Uh, it's a it's a learning game for them too. And I can, it's easy for me to just stand there and watch, but those guys are in the trenches. And so you get a little taste for each other. They get a little taste for us as well. Uh, so that's what makes best of sevens great is because, you know, the, by the end, players know each other so well, and then just the gamesmanship that happens and the compete and all those things. But you're know, usually in games ones. Um, it was an exciting game, went to overtime, but I think there'll be a lot to learn uh, for us for sure. Listen, uh, they were down 2 0 to Toronto. 
They were down 2-0 to the Rangers, and they won both of those uh, series. Here's the deal. In the Stanley Cup Finals history, the team that wins game one wins 75% of the Cups. If you lose the first two games in the Stanley Cup Final, it has never been done before. Not once. Not once has a team ever lost the first two games and won the Stanley Cup in hundreds of years. Okay, so they have to win on Saturday in Denver or they're going to lose this series according to the history of the league. It's never been done. Now, if anyone can do it, this team can do it. They've proven over and over that 2-0 doesn't phase them. And I've always believed that a series doesn't start until they play their two games on their ice. And I know how you feel about that, Mike. But how do you feel about those awful trends and stats and history that has never been wrong? It's very, very hard to overcome numbers like that. It is. I think we're dealing with a different type of team. Like, I, I don't. I wouldn't call the Lightning done if they lost on Saturday. Now, obviously, they need to win the game, and I think they are going to win the game on Saturday night. But I wouldn't call them done and shut the door if they did lose. And I get what the numbers say. The numbers say it's never been done. This team has showed me already the last three years they're a little different. And uh, I'll, if there's any team that probably could pull it off, uh, it might be this one. So I'd give them my, a chance. My, and if my problem do, is... Yes, go ahead. No, please finish. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. I was just going to tell you if you still do think they're going to come back, they're plus 230 now, which is a pretty nice number, only down one game. All I'm saying is, is that the <laughs> difference between the Avalanche and the Leafs and the Rangers are oh, being down two is that neither one of those teams really has any kind of uh, greatness attached to them to be able to finish off a team that's this good, as in this I good agree. as Tampa is. Okay, so the I Colorado agree. Avalanche are over here, up, up on a level like this, where I believe, frankly, that the Leafs are down here uh, by my belly button, and I'd say the Rangers are maybe two floors above them. Uh, the, the gap between the Avalanche and the Rangers and Leafs is so gigantic that you can combine both of them and they still suck compared to the Avalanche when it comes to a 2-0 lead. If the Avalanche have a 2-0 lead, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, look, I don't disagree with you. I'm saying I wouldn't completely shut the door. Would I think Avalanche are going to win the series or up 2-0? Yes, but I wouldn't call it 100%. I would give Tampa a puncher's chance uh, of being a team to be able to break that type of a trend, especially because they have the better goaltender. That's why. Uh, Saturday night will be game number two. We will talk Ooh. about it more tomorrow. The, the odds really, Scotty, for game two, they're pretty identical uh, to game number one. Avalanche are minus 146. The total is six. We'll see tomorrow if it changes any. I swear to God, I hope they win and they make it 1-1 because I, I really, I, think they will. I, I thought, Mike, last night's game was a classic Stanley Cup final game. It Great was game. as good as anything I've seen. Uh, obviously, I'm biased. Uh, when my Penguins are in the Stanley Cup final what? five times, I don't even care about the other team. I just think it's the greatest game I ever saw in my life. I think the best game I ever saw in my life was game seven between the Penguins and Red Wings at the Joe in, in Detroit when oh, Fleury beat the Red Wings and the Penguins won the cup after losing to him in 08 and six. That was the best game I ever saw. But last night's game 
really was fantastic hockey. So I beg, I beg the Lightning to win on Saturday so that we can get a six or seven game series automatic between these two great teams. Look, these are the two best teams you can make the argument for the last three years. It just took the avalanche a little longer uh, to finally catch up with Tampa and meet them at the end. Uh, and I think you're going to get the kind of series that shows these have been the best two teams over the last couple of seasons. Uh, Gary Bettman did his uh, State of the League address yesterday. Says that the NHL regular season will start, of course, on time. They're back on a normal schedule October the 11th. He also said that the NHL made over $5.2 billion this season, but is not, that is not going to change the salary cap over the next couple of years. You will not see that increase because they're still trying to catch up from the COVID stoppage. And Bill Daly was sitting up there with him, Scotty. They asked him about the league's long-term IR policy. Uh, check out this tweet uh, yesterday. Of course, Elvis put this out because he was listening to the whole thing. Uh, don't expect any change to the rules. Bill Daly, media-driven uh, fears that cap manip manipulation would occur uh, never materialized. But this is a more important one for me and you. On injury reporting and changing, which me and you have talked about forever, if our betting partners have to take back seat to health and safety of our players, so be it. So it doesn't sound like they're going to be changing how they report injuries in the NHL. Well, I think that, um, you know, obviously they're going to do what they're going to do. And I think they're uh, absolutely dead wrong. And I think they're, uh, I think that his response, and I'm friends with Bill, but Bill, you're just so full of shack. It's coming out your ears, bro. Stop, stop telling yourself that in the shower in the morning that you got it all figured out. You're the only league in the world that hides their injuries from everyone. And it's absolute bullshack is what it is. Gary and Bill have been lovers forever and they, and they do whatever they want. And all they talk about is how much money they make and everything else. But the rule about injuries in the NHL is the most ridiculous thing in sports going right now. Nonsense. In, in, in every sport in the world. They don't even do this in cricket, you loser. Honestly, you're a loser, Absolute dude. Nonsense. Stop, stop. So be it. So be this. How about you don't matter. You've been number two for so long that you're now number four. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Fast forward, Pharrell on your face show. The Pharrell finish will do it. Uh, tomorrow we'll reveal all those uh, World Cup venues uh, for the soccer. Tyson Fury says he'll come out of retirement for a half a billion dollars. The Usyk-Joshua heavyweight title fight going to be August 20th. Guess where? Saudi Arabia. Guess they didn't have a problem taking the head lobbing off Saudi's money for the fight, did they? Greg Hardy inks a deal with bare-knuckle fighting. Mafia will be interviewing him. Edgar... Berlanga being suspended by the New York's uh, State Athletic Commission for biting a guy's ear off last Saturday night in a fight a la Tyson. Sterling Dillashaw eyed for UFC 279. Better uh, check TJ's urine. Sue Bird will retire after this season. George Washington University getting rid of their colonials nickname over the inclusivity concerns. Here we go. Changing the nickname so you can please people. You femmes. Former NFL wide receiver Golden Tate goes to perform in his West Coast League baseball debut. Two Southern California police officers killed in a shootout at a motel. Four men arrested after the England-Hungary soccer match as the English fans stomp a police officer to near death after about a thousand pints of beer before the game. Jackson Hayes, the Pelican, sentenced to probation community service following his arrest in L.A. in July of 21. Chicago area father charged with murder and the drowning deaths of his three children. Hey, what are you going to do today? I don't know. I'm going to drown my three kids. Loser. Woman wanted for pepper spray attack and making anti-Asian remarks in New York City. That's just another day in the Big Apple. People dressed in plastic bags. Florida police searching for two men who stole more than a grand worth of gas. Strong effort there, Carver High. Bus driver in Connecticut ate pot gummies and then passed out on the I-95 corridor. Your boy, he pulled a cat D.O. on Christmas Day with a hundred millo gummy. Send you right to bed. Miles Copeland helped save a ref during a basketball league game. The guy had a heart attack and he gave him CPR and saved his life. And then he played in the game afterwards. Wow, seen it all. Enjoy game six. GTV is next. We'll see you tomorrow. Coast to coast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.